The antidote is joined by Calvin Bakelar, the man who makes the music at Van Camp. Thanks for being a willing victim for coming for a talk. <laughs> no problem. You're best known for your skills as a drummer. What drew you into playing that instrument? Um, I started playing drums when I was 10 years old. My family is full of musicians. My dad plays guitar. My sisters all play piano. My brothers all play guitar. And I picked up a guitar, started learning the A chord, and then realized that I had no interest in learning all of these complicated chords. <laughs> so I picked up some drumsticks and uh, enjoyed that a lot more and just kind of rolled with it. It sounds like you were needed just to be able to complete the family band. Yeah, exactly. We were still missing bass, though. <laughs> then you made the switch into making music as Van Camp. I mean, that's quite a change, moving from being on the kit to creating everything. So what was it like you were wanting to make your own statement? <laughs> um, I guess the main issue that I was running into was finding a band to play in. It's, it's kind of funny because the saying is that a, a drummer will always have a gig just because everybody needs one. Mm -hmm. But I was having a difficult time finding bands that I wanted to drum for necessarily. And then I figured, you know what, I might as well start making my own music. And the start of the pandemic, it was kind of perfect timing for that because I couldn't drum in any bands anyways. And yeah, kind of rolled with it from there. And now we're here. Well, you brought up about starting during COVID. I mean, that's crazy because the pandemic really effectively snuffed out the career of so many artists. But it wasn't only that, because you had a big win with your submission of November to the Don Skuse Memorial Music Collective. And that meant that your song went off to Los Angeles to be mixed and mastered by Grammy winner Greg Wells. I mean, did that make your head explode? That was a crazy moment. Um, I definitely wasn't expecting it. And you can kind of tell that based on the fact that I had actually released the song already. <laughs> I should fill people in because they may not realize that Greg Wells is a Peterborough guy who has worked with Adele, 21 Pilots, Taylor Swift, Katy Perry, Aerosmith, Elton John, Deftones. You know, I mean, that list just goes on and on. And now he gets to add Van Camp to the list. <laughs> so was it that kind of a recognition that inspired you to put together a collection of songs for your debut EP? Uh, a, a little bit. I guess it gave me the motivation to finish it. Yeah, like I said, I started writing most of this music around the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, November was finished in late 2021, I want to say. And it was sort of like a process of like, I have this collection of songs that I've written throughout the pandemic. And then the Don Scoose Memorial Songwriting Contest came up and I ended up winning that. And I said, you know, I think I need to work on some of this music and make it a little bit better and then put it together, potentially release something. And that's kind of where we're at now. Well, you know, you and I have chatted online about your music, and you told me that a couple of songs on the upcoming EP deal with deconstructing religious ideas you grew up with. Mm -hmm. I mean, the thing about deconstructing faith is that it means different things to different people. You know, it's very individual. So how does that tie into your song, November? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. Um, November is a really complicated story. Um, I won't get into the very specific details, but the sort of gist of it is that it's about dealing with a loss of a relationship. 
mostly to something that you can't really control. And so the song is sort of me dealing with my religious upbringing, the things that I've held on to and the things that I've sort of gotten rid of while watching somebody else take on a new sort of religious identity. Do you find that uncomfortable for yourself, having your faith evolve? I think it's uncomfortable, but I think it's necessary. I often find that if I'm sort of stuck in a lot of moments where I realize that things are the same or things have always been the same, I'm not moving forward at all. And so that especially came to play when I went to school in 2016, I guess I started university. I just realized that what I'd grown up with and sort of my spirituality wasn't matching my day-to-day anymore. And I needed to find some kind of identity that sort of matched that. Have you ever wished that you could just go back and keep it simple and how it was before? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that would be great. As much as I could wish that, I think it's really good that it has changed and that it has shifted. I think it... it, uh, <laughs> it could be funny if um, if you'd asked me about my musical inspirations because they are mostly like August Burns Red, TFK, uh, bands like that, and now I'm making indie folk. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say none of that applies to what you're doing now. Not really. I mean, I can see it myself. Sometimes when I look at the lyrics or just the way that I'll structure a song. I'll realize that, oh, yeah, no, this is very similar to some of the stuff I used to listen to every single day when I was a kid. But, um, yeah, it's it's just very different music. That was then, and what's happening now? Who do you listen to? My most listened to artists are probably Donovan Woods, uh, Bahamas. I've recently gotten more into Bruce Springsteen, which has been new for me. Well, Bruce Springsteen, that covers a lot of ground. So are we talking old school days or more current? Uh, Old school, like born in the USA. And then John Prine, huge inspiration for my songwriting. That's so cool. Well, we've spoken a little bit about your debut EP coming out, and it releases October 21st. Now, you've titled it 523, and you know, I don't get that. (laughs) So you have to have some kind of an explanation for the name. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's not as complicated as it may seem. The street that I live on, the number of the house is 523. And <laughs> I didn't know it was no, something simple like that. <laughs> it has significance to me just based on the fact that I recorded the EP, uh, mixed and mastered the first few tracks, all sort of in my attic in that house. So I, I thought it was a fitting name for an EP because they're not necessarily a collection of songs that fit together as one singular story. They're more two different storylines that uh, sort of interplay a little bit. So I thought 523 is a good name for it, just as the location where this was sort of created. Something I was going to point out, that 523 isn't only about faith. It also gets into relationships, and I guess not necessarily happy ones. Like on the song That Lake, when it says, Oh, I can barely remember. Was it you or me broke the prophecy? River turning into broken glass, bonfires into falling ash. So is it simply a story or was that actually something personal? That's a good question. I've kind of gotten to a place with my songwriting where I really love the storytelling aspect of it. And so I'll take some personal experiences and evolve the story from there. In my head, 
that lake specifically is about the start of a new relationship where it's exciting but it's told from the perspective of somebody who is in sort of the winter or like hard times hard months um, and just wants to go back now you have to tell us did you have an actual lake in mind when you titled it that lake (laughs) so when i play this live i have this new uh sort of joke that i tell where it's like this song is about a lake. Now, which lake specifically? Uh, no one knows. It's more about a river. Uh, which river specifically? Well, not really a river, a place. The place specifically is Squirrel Creek. <laughs> <laughs> the famous Squirrel Creek. So there's a, uh, a bridge that crosses over the river right by Squirrel Creek, which is a, a grass beach, I guess, on the Autonomy River. And so there's that first verse where it's like, I know an all right spot out by the overpass, and that's the overpass. Now I can understand. Now, everybody that doesn't live in Peterborough <laughs> is totally out in left field with this one because they have no idea what we're talking about. Maybe I'll have to put a picture of that up online. I have a photo. I could send it to you. Yeah. <laughs> Do that. I'll share that. Well, you must have some hopes for the EP. How do you think it's going to affect people? Uh, that's a great question. It, it's really tough as an independent artist to gain traction. And so I guess by putting this EP out, I'm hoping that the people that do get to listen to it, that it does reach, enjoy it and connect to it in some way. Well, I've got to say, Calvin, it's really been good having you here and filling us in about Van Camp. Thanks for having me. <laughs>